Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Steeler Nation, what's happening? Thanks for joining us on another Wednesday night edition of Pump Your Breaks. You got the terrific threesome here. I'm Tate, the triple OG, triple, triple OG, Shannon White, and the little fella, Big G. What's up, gentlemen? <laughs> what's cracking, lacking, Tate, man? Hey, man, even before we get on the Steelers, man, I got to clear my chest for like 30 seconds, and I'm going to make this perfectly clear. The Dallas Cowboys is trash. They are not America's team. The Pittsburgh Steelers is America's team, and I don't care what they do this year. They ain't better than us. So I, I get that out of my system so I can be Steelers-centric for the rest of the break. But they trash. The Cowboys is trash. Full Big trash. G, I was just talking to your brother, Maude, earlier, man, and and I told him, I said, the Cowboys look good, man. Big G just a hater. You're a hater, Big G. I, I, that's that's fine. I'll be a hater. Because I can't wait till they fall and Dak Prescott shows America. Well, yeah, I want, I want the Cowboys to lose. And I don't think – I think Dak choked under pressure. But they're not trash. You, That's just a ridiculous take. It, it, it can be it. I, I can't stand Cowboys. Shannon, that's, what's up with you, man? That's, this is a safe place. <laughs> safe place. It's a safe that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Yep. yep. It's a safe place. We are America's team, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I, I feel like I'm at home, but I was behind enemy lines out there swinging. You know. <laughs> All right, fellas. Well, we got quite a few stuff to talk about, quite a bit of stuff to talk about today. We're going um tonight. We're going to talk about current news, what's happened the past couple of days. Today is Wednesday. Some stuff has happened since the game. Facts. We're gonna we're gonna put a bow on that San Francisco game, that kicking in the teeth. Yeah, yeah. And we're gonna move on to Cleveland. But yep. so just to get it all started, man, we got you know we got injuries. Yeah. We got we got Cam Hayward, Deontay John. Well, Cam is out for at least what eight weeks. Yeah, that's what they said. Sounds like eight weeks. Yes. Deontay is out for probably two. Yeah. Right now it's at two. That's the Steeler head medical trainer, John Norwig, in, in the picture. Hopefully he'll get those guys right. Shannon, you you tell me what you tell me what the what the Steelers probably need to do to make up for the for the loss of Cam Hayward. Well, based on how much interest <clears throat> and focus that Con and Waddle put on the defensive line, 
this offseason. They understood that you cannot go into a season relying on a 34-year-old defensive end to stay healthy all year. Now, we'd like to see him stay healthier longer than, what, a quarter and a half, but it was inevitable that we were going to have some injuries and, you know, hopefully we preferred the nagging variety. But when the Steelers lost Tyson Alulu mm. and they didn't have Stephon Tuitt, which was out yeah. a surprise, they kind of come out of left field, they were unprepared terribly. This year, I feel they are much more prepared to – you're not going to replace Cam Hayward, but you mm. can have a rotation of, young, of guys who can help fill – and uphold that standard that he has set on that offense, uh, that defensive line. Uh, Keanu Benton is going to have to play a much bigger role, much faster than what maybe everybody thought. Fact. But I could see Benton maybe even taking Hayward's spot yeah. and bringing uh, Fahuku up from the practice squad. And then you're going to rotate in Armand Watts, who didn't even play Sunday. Yeah. And you can use Montrevious Adams. And you got Loudermilk to back up Ogunjobi. And Loudermilk, Played good Sunday, guys. I mean, that was the best I've seen him play. He yeah. made an impact. He he collapsed the pocket some, and he was the presence on the, against the run. So, I mean, it, there's no way that, that you're going to be able to overcome not having Hayward, but I think we're in a much better position this time to tread water so he can be, come back. Yeah, agree. Facts, for sure, Shannon. I don't disagree at all. Hey, so I, I think that uh, – also, the scheme is going to have to be looked at too, man. Yep. Because the defensive scheme that was put out there on the field. I mean, let's let's face it. Let's be truth, right? We play trash. You know, it's, there's no ifs ands buts about it. We played a horrible game. Yep. But the issue is, is that they San Francisco ran 71 percent plus. Uh, you can just you know, pump me all you want you're not, to. You're not saying nothing wrong. You're just getting ahead of where we at. Right. Right. So we're, pump your break. We we gonna talk about that. Let's let's. Let's get the stuff in order. Okay, got you. So I, I wanted I wanted Shannon's take on how to replace Cam Hayward. Right, and, and we know Deontay is out. Correct. The Steelers brought in a receiver, Jacob Copeland. Yeah, uh, 5'11", 200 pounds, four four two forty guy. Played at Florida and Maryland. I don't. I think he's just I think he's just a body. You know what I mean? I don't. I, I don't think he'll see any any time. But Facts. Big D, how do you? How do you suggest they they try to replace the loss of Deontay Johnson for this couple of weeks? When we're in eleven personnel now, uh, Calvin Austin the third moves to the opposite side of the field of, of George Pickens and out, out or in the slot position opposite. Out, it's going to be Allen Robinson, Calvin Austin the third, and, and Pickens. It's going to be out there as your three receivers. That 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 guy they brought in is just going to you know fill a spot or fill a position as far as wide receiver depth. And you're going to find out real fast how good Calvin Austin III is. We're going to find out real fast. Is he's is he a quality, maybe upper tier, maybe middle of the pack wide receiver, or is he just a guy that's really fast? We're going right. to find out real. We're going to find out real fast. But I but I think I look for the Steelers to play more twelve personnel moving forward than they do eleven. I, I look I look for for Fryer move Hayward. And the guy who needs to be in the game at least 50% of the snaps, Darnell Washington, mm-hmm. to play and impact the game. 
because our 12 personnel is to me is fine. Yeah. You know, you got, but it, all that don't matter. And we'll talk about it in a little while. You got to have guys that can make impact, not just splash plays, not just fast and athletic. The Pittsburgh Steelers is built on being grimy and dirty. That's how we got to play. Grimy and dirty, you know. That, that's just to me. So give me two tights, line up, and let's smash, you know, and then set up the play action to let Pickett do what he did. <clears throat> that's how you replace it. I don't disagree. So now go ahead, go ahead with your with your take on the on the defense you were talking about. Cause we like I said, we're gonna put a bow on this thing. Yeah, we, yeah. about this kicking in the teeth. Yeah, Coach Tomlin words, not ours. Facts on the press conference. Facts. So this is the issue. The issue is is that schematically, the San Francisco 49ers saw weakness defensively. They ran the ball left 71 percent, or not just ran the ball, but ran most of their plays 71 percent of the time to our right side of defense. Their left, and they gashed us the whole game. We sat in more or less cover two or base cover three defense probably 65% of the game. We never played man press on anybody out there because I think they were scared they were going to behind us, and I didn't see it. And you played a little soft zone, and you let them kill us. The only guy who you try to even press a little bit on the outside is you let Patrick P play a little bit, but he still, if you notice, even on the two touchdowns that you had, Patrick wasn't right up on that dude pressing him. It was one of them deals where he let him run five, six, seven yards, and then do what he does. Yeah, I and, agree. And I thought I thought all off season, all camp long, we was we was preparing to be a man press team, pressing yeah, a majority yeah. of the snaps. Yeah, and it, it never it never materialized. So that's defensively. Offensively, listen. Let me tell you something, Steeler Nation. And I listen. I love the Pittsburgh Steelers with all my heart and soul. I love the Steelers, right? But if Coach Canada don't show me something this week, Mr. Tomlin is going to have a real hard look at Coach Canada. I'm not saying he's going to can him. I'm not saying he's going to get rid of him. I'm just saying we got to do something better with Coach with, with Coach Canada because we got a good quarterback and we got offensive weapons all over the place. So, you know, it's time to, it's time to go. It's time to stop playing. Be, you know what? Just real quick. Do you notice how good Kenny Pickett played in the two-minute offense? You know why he did? It's because he wasn't listening to Matt Canada. He called his own plays. <laughs> he was he was audibly <clears throat> calling his own plays and seeing what the defense was doing, and he went down there and scored. That's why you he got, was doing you got, his thing. I don't I don't disagree with you that the game, some of the game plan was off, but Kenny Pickett didn't play well either. No, he fact, didn't. I he know. didn't. He didn't. He didn't not play well because of Matt Canada. The the offense did maybe didn't move, but even the throws that he was were making were making weren't good throws. He didn't play well. No, no. Uh, I gotta say, nobody played well. Facts. I mean the the line. These are good. This they brought in Samalu and this line. Uh, I expected much more. They didn't look good. But let me tell you something, guys. You can't learn till you play together. And playing right. five series in the preseason don't count. They yeah. needed to get out there and bang and and establish chemistry and jail and and establish a running game. That game that game plans on offense and defense was trash. Yeah. Yeah. It was trash on both sides. You let a team that's the best run after the catch team in the NFL play pitch and catch, and you're playing 10 yards off. The only press I've seen all game was Joey Porter Jr. got seven snaps. And if you watch, go back and watch. He was trying to press. He was within two yards of the line of scrimmage. Everybody else, you can't even see him in the first screenshot. That's facts. Then on offense, the guys, you you could not develop anything because the play calls was terrible. You yep. start the season with a six-yard completion. Perfect time on second and short to establish that offensive line, let them hit somebody, yep. and make it third and short at the very least. What did they do? They try a telegraph 
jet sweep. I was sitting on my couch and I said, here it comes. Yep. They was eight defenders and six blockers. Guess what? Austin had no chance. Facts. I don't, I mean, yes, Pickett didn't play well, but he had no confidence. There was no timing. The offense was a mess right from the start. And it was a terrible game plan. And you're doing it to a guy who hasn't even had a full season. Facts. He's not even, a, he's still basically a rookie. Yep. And you're throwing him out there. You, they forgot who they are. This is a run, a uh, heavy team that's going to develop and establish a running game and then work play action and misdirection and working over the middle off of that. They cannot expect Kenny Pickett to go out there and carry this offense. He's not capable. I'm Seth, sorry. I don't disagree. I, I'm I, sorry. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. <laughs> Both offensive and defensive game plans, trash. Yes. Hot trash, take hot trash. Level up, level up one time. Go up one. Go from trash to hot trash. They went up. Can, so, can you compare the Steelers coordinators with the Niners? Did you no. see that crap? No, no. The Steelers are saying after the game, we wasn't expecting them coverages. Yeah. That wasn't what we prepared for. How yeah. can the Steelers guys had three weeks to prepare for the Niners because of that crazy long layover? Yeah. Which killed yeah. any momentum the Steelers had. Three weeks. And that's the best you could do. Yeah. I mean, Collins got to look at both coordinators. Got to do better. Got to do better. I think I think they will, though. But so, Shannon, you, you asked something about Dan Moore. And Big G, you said something about the rookies. Yeah. So, we're just going to combine the two. Did Dan Moore fool us in camp? Uh, uh, Shannon, I'll let you start first because I got some stuff to say about them rookies, man. So, talk about Dan Moore, man, and his play. I, he really impressed me. Uh, camp and then the preseason, but again, we're talking five or six series, and it's just not enough time. Now you're playing against the best defense in the NFL last year, and they are talented. All four across the front line are talented, and you see that this offensive line is not gelled yet. And they, I mean, I've never seen Somalu let pressure up the middle. He did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dan Moore. I mean, uh, James Daniels. He let pressure up the middle. He didn't even give up a sack last year. Mm. It, it just they went up against the top elite team, and they really weren't prepared for that matchup. But guys, more give up nine pressure. And, and somebody said, I don't think it was that many. Well, I went back and watched. Me he too. got pushed back into Pickett's lap. I don't know how many times. On the play that Pickett almost threw the interception to yep. Warner when yep. he threw behind Robertson, if you watch, his leg was taken out as he was throwing. Uh-huh. Guess who was blocking? Dan yeah, Moore. Yeah. Uh, he, he got jumpy, man. He got rattled. He had a touchdown to Deontay Johnson at the goal line on the slant. He threw it behind him. Yeah. That, in the preseason, he had nailed that. But why? Because he was getting all that pressure from his blind side. I mean, we got, I mean, I understand Pickett played bad, but we got to take give some blame to the offensive line. And as the game went on, then it's even harder because you're not running the ball. You're losing yeah. bad. And they know you got to throw it, and then you're in trouble. I, absolutely. So, so with Dan Moore playing bad, I mean, do they call on Broderick Jones and Big G? Just overall, is it time to in, inject some rookie juice? I, I don't. I think absolutely, it's time to inject the rookies. I mean, look, let's let's just face it. Coach Tomlin in the press conference said we own it all, and he said it was impossible for him to evaluate Kenny Pickett. He said it doesn't matter. We just have to do better. And he said I got to go back and look at the tape. But Pickett can't do anything if the if he's got people in his face. That's why you pay guys to protect him. Yep. So as far as the rookies is concerned, you got Darnell Washington, who's basically a tackle. You got 
Uh, you paid, uh, got a first round, you traded up to get a tackle. Put the guys in the game. Put them in the game. You was getting smashed anyway. It wasn't like, you know, you was going to make mm-hmm. this miraculous comeback. <laughs> yep. Yep. Put them in the game and find out what you got. I don't care if it's the all, I don't care if it's me, Joe Green, and Lawrence Taylor out there. Put him in the game and find out what you got. Because guess what the Cleveland Browns did? Yeah, it was because of injury, but they ran Jawan Jones from Ohio State's big behind right out there on the field. The boy played 39 snaps, no pressures, no sacks. They found out real quick, fast, in a hurry, they got a right tackle. So I, I believe in baptism or trial by fire. You let rookies play and find out quick if they can play. It's not time to wait. And they better be playing this week or it's going to be some problems. It's, why, why, why did we trade up to get him? If he can't play, why did we trade up to get him? Let him play. All the rest of the, the first-round NFL draft pick offensive linemen started. How come he didn't play? There were second-rounders that started. How come he didn't play? Yeah, I'm having a difficult time philosophically with the decision because Tomlin and all OC Canada, when Big Ben's last year, they just threw Dan Moore in there as a fourth-round draft pick. Five. And Kendrick Green. And Kendrick Green. Yeah. I mean, so if if Broderick Jones is has the higher higher upside, higher ceiling is the better talent, and Dan Moore's already given up nine pressures, what do you got to lose? Put Nothing. him in there. Lowest I mean, rated, lowest rated offensive tackle in the whole NFL last week. That's Dan that's Moore. bad, guys. That's that's right. bad. Got to right. put him in. And, big, and he big, wasn't big. going up against Bosa. He was going up against what was it, Jefferson or yeah, whoever that I mean Jackson, Drake Jackson. Yeah, and he gave up what two or three sacks, or I don't know. It was uh, Drake Jackson heard. had three sacks. Yeah, facts. facts. I don't know. I don't know if they were all on on uh, more, but he had three sacks. Yeah, I think all three of them was on more. If Big I'm not G. yes sir. Is it time to sit Levi Wallace down? It's been time. Me, me, and you talked in the game, and I said Tatey's out there getting murdered. I yep. said why? I said why is Joey Porter Jr. not in the game, bro? It's been time. I was calling for Levi Wallace in the offseason, even before. Y'all was, you know, I, you know, it's like, man, yeah, he's going to make you the did. team. You did have I, the high stakes and he's going to get cut. I Listen, I, I, he's not that, he's not him. He's not him. Him, he's getting, not him. him getting cut was one of them big G burners, though. Facts yeah. it was. But it's, it's time for Porter to play. It's, listen, it's time for every rookie from the first round to the, to the fifth round. To, to the fourth round. Fifth, to the fourth round to play 50% of the snaps or more. Every rookie we got on our team this game, this week, every last one of them need to be Man, out there on the field Nick, for 50% of the snaps. Nick Herbig not going to play 50% of the snaps. Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you something because this is my hot take for this week. Highsmith better play better or they might need to want to move him inside and then put Herbig, who's going to get pressure or opposite of Watt to get at that quarterback because Watt is a monster. Yeah, I, I, I got to say it, guys. I got to say it. Wallace, uh, I mean, Williams, Trent Williams, is arguably the best tackle in the NFL. Facts. Before the game, I could guarantee you that Highsmith wasn't going to do much, especially on the pass rush. Now, he makes the plays. He, he, they double-teamed him with two tight ends. He split the double-team and made a tackle for a loss on a running play. Yeah. But he couldn't do nothing with Williams, but very few can. But if you notice, when Nick Herbig was in there, yeah. on one of Watt's sacks, if Watt hadn't got him, Herbig would have got him. Because Herbig's speed and that explosive elite first step, he gave Wallace, I mean, Williams some trouble. So, if anything, watching the, and you know, they're going to be watching that back. Herbig has got to get some play, guys. Got to. Golden played good. Golden played very well, especially against the run. And Herbig in just, what, a handful, maybe five snaps, he looked explosive. So, it's only going to help Watt and Highsmith if you play them guys more. I, I, 
I completely agree. I just know he's not going to get 50% of the snaps. But he should get a lot more. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, no doubt. 25%. But, so so I, did you guys like Roberts playing inside? Because I did. I thought Roberts on the, on the opposite side of the, where San Francisco didn't run the ball, where they ran the ball, Roberts, that inside linebacker, had a decent game, right? Yeah. I went back and watched yeah, against right? against the run, but against the pass, he was toast. But that's what we expect. Okay, so Highsmith's supposed to be athletic, right? So I remember a guy we had for the Steelers. His name was James Ferry. If anybody remembers with James Ferry before he came to the Jets, James Ferry played outside linebacker for the Jets. When he came to we moved him inside. Yeah, we moved him inside, yeah. and he became very good. <laughs> he became very good. I'm not I mean, saying I mean, that Highsmith's that guy. He played inside at Virginia. They they. They may have moved them. We got a super chat, Tate. Did you see it? Yeah, go ahead. There it is. So Wesley Hickok says, PP needs to shut up and play. Adams and Wallace needs to sit. Canada needs to stop being predictable. Stop throwing to the end zone on short yard plays. I don't disagree. Thanks for your super chat, Wes. I mean, everything you said, I think, is probably spot on. Um, wait, Wait, shut up and play. Adams and Wallace need to sit. Adams, yeah. my Montravius Adams. Who's yeah. Wallace? Who's Wallace? Levi. Levi. Oh, Levi. Levi. Okay, I was thinking yeah. deep in the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Levi Wallace. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's facts. That's facts. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know who who knows what they might do this week with uh King coming, Desmond King coming in. True. He True. should. Hopefully, he should be ready to play. Yeah. But you know what? You know, Wes was talking. They they highlighted it all week on the one play that they it was like third and five, and they were at the ten. Yeah. They ran four vertical verticals into the end zone yes. with all four receivers. Nobody was anywhere near the first down marker. And I mean, like I said, guys, it was a terrible game plan on both sides of the ball. And we can say how bad the players didn't execute, but there's no arguing that they got outcoached and outclassed. Yeah. Yeah, without, without a doubt. So we said we was gonna put a bow on that game. So we think the rookie should play more. Yeah, amen. If, if, if with the rookies playing more, perhaps that means getting Broderick Jones in there for Dan Moore. Shannon, you had a comment, and this is to everybody in the live chat. In the live chat, hit the like, hit the like button on this podcast. Get the algorithm going, Big G. The live chat is lit, man. It, I'm, it's I'm, lit up. I've never seen it in all of our shows. I've never seen it move as much as this. We're getting a lot of feedback. So like and please thank you. We appreciate it. So Shannon, you asked the question in our in our, in our group in our group chat that we that we talk about what we're going to talk about in the show and stuff. You asked the question, is Steeler Nation dying? So what what do you, what do we think? Are we a dying breed? I mean, I've been a fan since the late 70s and my my fandom has not has not diminished one bit, but I can't speak for anybody else. Facts. Well, my problem is when I turn the TV on, when I've been to the stadium, I like to get in there and watch warm-ups. I want to soak it all in. If you know, if you pay the money you pay to get tickets, yeah, I want to watch it all. Now, a lot of people like to tailgate and come in the middle of the first quarter. That's not me, but I'm fine with that. But I turned the TV on, and because a lot of the Steelers fans were still out, not, you know, making their way in. Yeah. I saw red, guys. I wasn't mad yet. The game hadn't started. Yeah. But it was red because it was red all over the stadium. Now, sometimes uh. it'll be one section. There'll be a few visiting fans and stuff like that. No, it was all over. On every level, they was red-clad Niners fans. Mm. So, some friends I had that were there said it was 60-40. Two fans to Niners fans. That's ridiculous. Oh. That's – we – Getting to go to a Steeler game 
it used to be, you know, people wait forever to get on the season ticket list. Yeah. Now you have corporations, you have people making business investments, and then they sell to the highest bidder. Well, the Niners fans obviously have more money than we do. And they <laughs> bought all that up. So yeah. in the freaking third quarter, early in the third year here, let's go Niners. I wanted to puke. Mm. I mean, yeah, the, I we've been fans since the 70s. Yeah. All three and, and I ain't talking about us. I'm not talking about the people who who care in, in 365 days a year. But there's a lot of casual young fans in this modern day that everything's in their hand on that phone and they're distracted and they're a casual fan. They're a fantasy football fan. They like the Steelers. But if the Steelers suck for a while, they might like the Chiefs next year. Yeah. I mean, that's what we're ha- that's what's happening now. Yeah. And now there's people who would love to see the game with their family, like myself and others, who can't even afford to go to the game because you'd have to pay so much for these tickets. And and it allowed that to happen. That's an embarrassment to have 40% of the fans in the stand, Niners fans, and then the whole second half, we got to listen to that. Mm. Two two things. I agree with you. I do think it's think think it's a generational trend. Fact. I think a lot of young people. I mean, they like the idea of the game and going to the game, but not necessarily being of the game and into the game. Yeah. You know, I think I think that's definitely a contributing factor. The other thing is the 49ers, the Cowboys are a couple of those brands that travel well. And the 49ers, the, the ex-owner is still involved, Edward DeBartlow, is from Youngstown, Ohio. Facts. Which, which is a stone's throw from Pittsburgh. And I know a lot of people in Youngstown. I have an uncle in Youngstown that went to the game. He's a 49ers fan. Yeah. yeah. But he's been a 49ers fan since since the, the early 80s. Yeah. At, uh, Edward DeBartlow's uh, – Office was was in the same building as as his dentist at the time. They they he ran into him a few times, but so yeah, I know a lot of Steelers fans come from Youngstown, and then that generational thing. So I think I think we'll see a different a different thing this Monday night game against the Browns. I think it's going to be completely different. Yeah, and also to be. clarify, I'm not blaming the Niners fans. The Niners got some faithful fan base. You know that's one of the best franchises in the NFL, and they're faithful, and hey, I, I admire them for that. I ain't blaming them. I'm blaming the the way it's set up now. There's a ton of Steeler fans, but we're sitting at home watching it on the couch with our families because you just can't afford to go. Right. I think the last time I went to a game, matter of fact, me and B Dirt went together with our wives. That was maybe 2017 against the Bengals. Mm. And one of those games, Vontaze Burfey was suspended, whatever, whenever that was. But uh, so okay, so we talked about Steeler Nation. I think we'll be okay eventually. Maybe we didn't look good Sunday, but we didn't look good. Nice. So if you if if you if you're watching on YouTube, we're not going anywhere. If you listen on audio, we got to take a quick break and pay a couple bills, and we'll be right back after this. And we're back on the Pump Your Break podcast. Triple, triple OG Shannon, what's happening, man? You've been you've been doing a lot of venting the first half of the show, man. <laughs> hey, I said earlier, I told Big G, it's a safe place. Yeah. <laughs> you, you remember the safe place uh, on old school? Yeah. You know, he's like, I was wondering what color underwear the waitress was wearing. <laughs> and, and, and his wife looks at him like, what? And he's like. I thought this was a safe place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was funny. That yeah. was funny. But now since we're moving on, we can talk about 
the matchup on Monday night. Steelers and the Browns. I watched Stephen A. Smith today when I got home earlier, and he had the Browns number four in his power ranking. I mean, I think he's wrong, sure but he did. had the Browns number four in his power ranking. And the yeah. Niners won. So that would allude to us having a tough schedule. I think I think one of the key matchups is our D-line against Nick Chubb and the Browns offense. What do you guys think about that matchup? I, I don't disagree, um, but I think you're going to see a different – first of all, let me say this. this the, the Cleveland Browns don't have the San Francisco 49ers offensive line. They don't have that. They just well, lost Browns, the right tackle. They don't have a good line, though. I'm not saying they don't have and a you good just, one, And you just talked about how good DeWan Jones was. He played right tackle. I know, but I know that was your Ohio State bias, but go ahead. But the issue is this, is that DeWan Jones, just like at when he played at Michigan, DeWan Jones gets beat by speed. I, I guarantee you, you thought T.J. Watt had a good game against the Dallas, I mean, against the San Francisco 49ers. Wait to see what he does to DeWan Jones, because DeWan Jones can't deal with speed. That's the whole reason why I want her big out there, too, because yep. I think from left to right, if you switching it up and you coming and he's you playing fast, it's going to cause problems. But And I think that, that definitely will put uh, uh, some pressure on Cleveland, because I'm going to say this too. The Cleveland Browns don't have the offensive weapons that the San Francisco 49ers have. And I want to see Deshaun Watson do it, because he played decent. He didn't play. It wasn't like it was the Deshaun Watson we saw down in Houston. No. So I think that they're going to ride heavy with Chubb running the ball. And I'm saying shut him down and make him one dimension. That's the, the game plan this week is we play tough. We play with some effort. We play with stiller pride, shut Chubb down, and if Deshaun beats you, he beats you. Because I don't think he can do it. That's what I believe wholeheartedly. Is the Browns' defense back, Shannon, and can they be run on? No, they're going to have to be. Hmm. Like I said, it you, you can't go into these games and say, well, the Browns looked really good against the Bengals and, and shut down the run. Uh, the Steelers team has got to run the ball. They have got to establish that running game. And if they sell out to stop it, putting eight guys up, then you're going to have to make a pay for that yeah. over the top. But, I mean, you know, again, where was the uh, passes over the middle? Where yeah. was the play action? Where was no, You can't establish anything going three and out every series. Yeah. And the play calls were ridiculous. I think that even if you're not successful right off, uh, you still got to try and, and stick with it and establish that running game. Facts. Super chat. D.D., D. Davis, Desmond King, and J.P.P. needs to play? Absolutely. Amen. Because, because, <laughs> this, because like I said, the only guy that I think that's got any type of speed at, this, at the Cleveland Browns wide receiver position is Elijah Moore. You press the break shoes off of a baby boy that came from the Dallas Cowboys and and whoever the Jones, whatever his name is, that plays the other wide receiver. Hey, from hey, hey, hold on. Thank, thank, thanks, thanks, Deshaun, for the super chat. Yeah, facts. Appreciate it. Yeah, facts. I'm sorry, Big G. I just wanted to thank Deshaun. But go ahead and finish what you were saying, your thoughts. Oh, you good? You good? De- Deshaun, we appreciate it. That's why I said DD and I read the super chat. But facts, you, you got to press You got to press the Cleveland Browns wide receivers. That's how you beat them. You press them. Yeah, and we didn't last year. And Cooper had a big game with Bissett at quarterback. And he yeah. had a big game there in Cleveland because yeah. they didn't press. And they, they let him run. And, he, you know, he'd give them trouble. They have to be yeah. more press. aggressive and let the pass rush get there. I'm with you. I think that uh, not only will Watt have a good game, but Herbig will destroy him. He's, he's too With slow. Herbig's first step in his feet, if it's Jones, he's going to eat him up. Yeah. Now, and not do, against the run, but I'm talking about a passing situation. I do think physicality is the way to attack Armani Cooper. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't. He, he, he's not that guy. 
They don't yeah. like it. No. Yeah, he don't, he don't want to be physical at all. No. What's so, the yeah. name of the other kid? The Jones, whatever his name from Michigan. What's his name? People's Jones. Name. People's Jones. Yeah. yeah, People's Jones. He ain't going pressing. He ain't going to. Elijah Moore, the little bitty fella in the slot from the New York Jets, is the guy that's got the speed. So, so you know, you might have to play some type of combination behind him with the safety zone look. But on them outsides, what about what about down, what, what, down. What, what about Njoku? So a tight end is going to get covered 75 to 90% of the time with a linebacker. As long as it's not Roberts, I'm good. As, Roberts showed me that I don't know if he can play that well in the passing. So I don't care what other type of scheme. I even take putting Mika on. Well, he'll be, he'll he goes, be, he'll, 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 Mika. He'll, 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 he'll. He'll he'll meet Nick Nick Chubb in that A gap though. Yeah, yo yeah he will. Roberts I'm will. Oh yeah, but here's I the thing, guys. When's the last time any of us can say Deshaun Watson threw the ball well? Because yeah. he didn't Sunday. Yeah. That one interception looked like a grade school kid threw it. I remember it must have been 2019, maybe. Yeah. Like Houston yeah. came here. Yeah. Okay, so what do we do against what do we do against the Niners? We let them play to their strengths instead of pressing yeah. and saying, "Okay, Brock Purdy." If you can beat, beat us, us over the top, y'all beat us. Yep. But no, we let them just do what they wanted to do because they were scared. Somebody said, well, they might get burned over the top. Well, this week, what does Cleveland want to do? Nick Chubbis. The They're going to Nick Chubbis all game. So you play Fahuku. You play Benton. You play Roberts. You play uh, Robertson. Give him some play. You sell out to stop the run. And if Watson can beat you, you say, hey, we take it. You beat yeah, us. But nobody beats you with their strength. I agree. You you def you definitely live with it if he can beat you. Exactly. Exactly. But so question to you, Shannon, on the defensive side of the ball, he seemed to be all over the place during the game. He played eight 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 snaps at corner. Like Minka really wasn't visible that much except when he missed that sack during yeah. the game. I mean, what do you think the defense needs to do with him? How how many times Last year, I remember the game against the Eagles. He gave up that touchdown on that deep ball that he could have knocked it away, but he he wasn't he wasn't in the moment. He he, he lacked ball awareness. Now we know mm -hmm. that Mika's a great ball hog. So what happens? They were using him all over the field that game. Yeah. I this is what I was scared of when they let Edmonds go. Now Mika's had to play strong safety, free safety, slot, a little on the outside, and he can't focus on what he does best. Yeah. And he wasn't with it. On that blitz, he had him dead to rights, yeah. and he whiffed. He, he looked like he wasn't even that athletic. But yeah. it's up here. He can't focus on what he does best because they're having to use him in a myriad of roles because yeah. they thought Kazee could do it. Kazee is not good against the run. Trash. And then you bring in uh, Keanu Neal, and Neal is not good in coverage. And, and that's what I said. You know, moving away from Edmonds might have been a mistake if you're not going to be able to use Mika at his full capacity. Yeah. Right. I think I think I think they're trying. I think I agree with you. I, but I think more than Minka having to do all the stuff, I think they just want to move Minka all around. And I mean, so that's work. part of no, no, it hasn't worked. It did not work, and it hasn't in the past. <laughs> so yeah, let, let let Minka do what he does best and fill in the other the other positions with the people that you have. Facts. I like the I like the nickel look out of Steelers defense, man. If you go if you go JP, Patrick Peterson, and Desmond King and put Minka, I like that look. I like that look a lot. You like that, that's more? when Porter was on the field. I, I like Joy Porter Jr. Yeah. King, Desmond King, and, and and Patrick Peterson. I like the three, the three corner look. I like that look. I think that look can cause problems with the Cleveland Browns. So, because, and because you can press them. 
but then that that makes you more vulnerable to the run. Well, th- we got two studs in the middle that's very good against the run. They ain't so good against the pass. Well, if, you play, if you're playing three corners, you got to take one of your middles off. You're not taking High Smith or TJ Watt out. Unless, let's take out one of your defensive linemen. No, you run one safety. Oh, one safety. One safety with three okay. corners. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you want to run safety three corners, and then you play the base three, four up front. Okay. If it's J- not, jam, if jam it's the not middle. an obvious passing down, Kazee is not going to be a real factor this week. Facts. Because he'll Facts. get run over. Chubbs will actually he'll, – he'll tractor trailer him. Facts. So I like the three-corner look with Minka High. And then if, then if whatever side that Njoku, the tight end, is on, Minka shades to that side. You know, he picks him up. And then and then on the back on – the, on the front, you play the base three, four, and, and stuff the gap. Stuff the A and B gap on the left and right-hand side. Stuff the gap. And make them make Cleveland beat you throwing it side to sideways. If Cleveland beats you going sideways, that means Deshaun Watson had an outside game. But I, I don't think they can do it. I don't. I don't think. I, I think Cleveland's going to try to bully us, and that's where we're going to have to come up with effort and play Steeler football and smash them back in the mouth defensively. Okay, so moving on from that, Shannon. Another thing we talked about, man. This team right now. Obviously, they got they got kicked in the teeth. They got whooped. So they haven't had a chance to establish an identity. What identity do we think they're trying to? I mean, are we an aerial attack on offense? Are we are we a ground attack on offense as defensive team? Are we hardworking? Are we tough hearted? Who are we? What do you guys think? Well, I brought that up because they don't know. Uh, they proved that. They proved it. I thought. With all the additions they made, that this team was, you know, you get Darnell Washington. You got to, like Big G said, it's another tackle out there, guys. Yeah. I thought for sure we're going to establish this running game, like I said, and everything will play off of that. Yeah. Didn't do it. Didn't even act like they tried to do it. Yeah. Then on defense, I said they're going to press with Peterson and Porter and let Wallace play off some because, you know, he struggles with that. Yeah. Uh and then they're going to let that pass rush go. Set that pass rush loose. Well, you know, again, Hayward got injured early. Uh, they, you know, they fell behind quick. But but they didn't even try to press. That's the stuff that drives me crazy. If you lose because another team, you know, goes out of character and exploits your own weakness, that's one thing. When you lose because you allow a team to play to their strengths and you don't even try to hinder them in any way, that is terrible coaching. Fact. Right now, this team's got to rediscover their identity. And that identity starts with establishing the run and time of possession on offense and not turning the ball over, even if you got a punt. Yeah. And then you got to get a punter that can't punt. All right. Let's just be honest. Mm. Harvard still, it's got terrible drops. If you watch, he kicks the ball sometimes on the end, it's on the side. He's inconsistent as heck. And that's why yeah. you never know where the ball's going. Yeah. He'll boom at 70 yards, you'll kick at 30. Yep. I like so it. if you're going to play a field position game, you got to have a kicker. Yeah. But anyway, back to the identity. They got to establish the run. And then on defense, they're going to have to be more aggressive to capitalize on the pass rush because that's what they're best at. I liked I liked Corliss Wakeman when he was with us. I thought he was a good punter. Better than Preston, Braden, Braden, the guy that just we just let go. Braden, I mean, yeah. 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 Hey, so, so I tape with the identity deal. Is this? We ran the ball nine times. We ran the ball nine times for the game. Nine the times. Scramble. Nine times. <laughs> nine times. Najee had like one twenty-two yard run. Right. <clears throat> if 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 you have two serviceable running backs, and I don't care what, when you become one-dimensional in the NFL, 
Yep. A, a, a professional team is going to demolish. And that's exactly what happened with the Steelers on Sunday. We were one-dimensional. We need anywhere between 22 and 28 carries between the two running backs that we have. And that will set Pickett up and have him look a thousand times better. Yep. So let's go in 12, get the big boys out on the field, and do what we do and run the ball down their throat. Because yep. I'm not I'm not worried about I think the Browns can be had if you press them, run straight at them. They knew what Joe Burrow was going to do. They knew they was going to try to let him throw the ball all over the field. Cincinnati didn't try to line up and do nothing running the ball. If the Steelers are smart and they play well, they'll get 25 to 28 carries out of the two running backs and run straight at them. Because if, you attack, if you attack Garrett, he'll quit. Or, or he'll want to fight. He'll quit. Fight. Yeah, I mean, fight. we've seen games in the past where he, 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 he didn't even want to do nothing. He don't even want to fight. He ain't no fighter. He's just a specimen. He ain't no fighter. No. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's a he's a he's a football player, but he's and not that you can't be a good football player being a piano and a poet and that stuff, but that's who he is at his core. He ain't no fighter. Facts. That's why that's why TJ Watt will always be better because his motor runs higher. Imagine if Garrett Garrett's motor was like TJ Watt's motor. Oh, he'd be unstoppable. Exactly. He'd be unstoppable. Oh, he's a freak athlete, but he don't right. got it here. Yeah, that's yeah. why I say Run he's a specimen. Huh? Hey, real, real quick, guys, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull you, I'm gonna pull y'all crash dummies up. That's not for y'all. That's for folks in the live chat talking about the potential of the Steelers losing and Tomlin on the hot seat and just all kind of stuff. I'm seeing, man, relax, pump your brakes. Exactly. It'll, it, it'll be okay. I mean, think about it. Nobody thought the Rams were gonna beat the Seahawks. Nope, that happened. Yep. Kansas City lost to Detroit. Yep. We all predicted that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But nobody else did. Yeah. Cincinnati got smashed by Baltimore. No, no, no Cleveland. Cleveland, by Cleveland. Cleveland. That's what I mean, Cleveland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just week one of the NFL season. So let's see what happens Monday night. And you know, you know the thing about, about Monday night and the Steelers? That's that's it, Tate. That's what I'm talking about, Tate. Look at that 19 and 3 right there, dog. We don't lose on Monday night. We don't Monday lose, bro. Three. We don't lose. So yeah, that's 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 why I want everybody just to, you know, be in your car, just pump them brakes. You know what I mean? Like 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 when it's snow out, like when it's ice. You know, pump yeah. the brakes. It'll it'll be okay. We wait to see what we working with Monday night. I got a feeling they're gonna come out and it's gonna look different. Can I say this? The Steelers <clears throat> are gonna play pissed off. They better. Market- they're gonna play pissed off, and and and, and I, I'm lightweight. I'm glad we got we got embarrassed in a, in a way, in a little. Oh, a you're little not crazy glad way. we got embarrassed. Hold on, let me t- let me tell you this: when the Steelers got embarrassed last year against the Philadelphia Eagles, that's when the whole season changed. We got embarrassed week one. It's time for the season to change, or somebody or somebody is up out of there. I don't know if it's Matt Canada. I, somebody gone. Somebody gone. Because Tomlin don't have no losing records, dog. I, I got to say this, guys. They're going to have to change this preseason format. Uh, shorten it to two games. Make guys play a half. Give them some rip. Because that week one was ugly, ugly football. Some of the worst quarterback play I've seen, I don't remember when. And everybody thought that Pickett was bad and that Burroughs was bad last year against the Steelers. Burroughs is the first quarterback to have over 30 attempts and less than 100 yards. He had 82 total yards. Now, it was a monsoon. It was ugly weather. And, you know, Watson looked like trash, too. But yep. we're talking about he couldn't play all the preseason because he had the calf injury. 
But guess what? They wouldn't have played him anyway. Guys, the, the product on the field is suffering in week one and week two because they're not getting any preseason action. Shorten the preseason, have more of them joint practices, and then don't have two weeks between the last preseason game and the first regular season game, and then you'll get better quality football. Yeah, that was a long time. That was about 17 days, wasn't it? I mean, yeah. a little longer than two weeks. weeks. Yeah. 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 Steelers played on a Thursday and then didn't play again until Sunday. Okay. I, I can ride with that. Yeah, I like that a little bit. About to get ready to wrap up here in a little bit, maybe take a few from the live chat, but we've kind of assessed the game. Now I want to know, who we picking? Come on, Tate. You already know, man. No, nah, well, okay. I, I know who y'all picking, yeah. but tell me, tell me how you see the game playing out. I, I think that the Pittsburgh Steelers are probably going to win 24 to 17, 24 to maybe 13, just depending on how good the defense plays. And I think they they stop Chubb and make the Browns one-dimensional. I, I want to see Kenny Pickett get in a position to where he takes control of the offense because I just saw what I saw in that two-minute. You ain't got time, Canada. You ain't got – you know, and, 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 and but I think the 12 personnel for Pickett is going to make him even – play a lot better than what he just played this last week. So I look for the Steelers to win 24-14, 24-17, somewhere around there. I think we win. Yeah, by 10. Steelers by 10. That's about right. That's about right. 17-13. Hey, that, that's the, the traditional uh, game between the Browns and the Steelers. It's always close like that. DJ Afton, because DJ Deontay Johnson not playing. Yeah, Shannon, what, what, how, how you see the game playing out? If he gets a touchdown, that's a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Next. I, I'll be honest with you guys. You know, I won't always pick them to win. Yeah. So, uh, but this week, I can't, I really don't know what to expect, to be honest. Because oh. are they going to come out and establish their identity, who they truly are? If they do that, I think they can beat this Browns team. Yeah. But this Browns team has been, the Steelers are their thorn in their side. Yeah. And it was always with Ben. But then last year, Pickett even beat them in Pittsburgh. And they won it. Man, and they're going to be fired up. Yeah. And so the Steelers have got to match their intensity. They named Kenny Pickett a team captain. Well, guess what? He's going to have to act like a team captain. He got shook Sunday. Now, this is a huge rivalry game on Monday Night Football. He can't be shook. He's got to be focused. And I expect a different Kenny Pickett this week. So if they do what they can do, I think they can win. If they play like they did Sunday, they're going to lose. But right now, I'm going to predict uh, 21 to 13 still. I if, think, if, go ahead, Tate. Go ahead. Man. No, if you got something to say, adding to what to to what your what your thought was, go ahead. Because I was going to share mine, share my thought about the game. I just think if Matt Canada runs more than one or two jet sweeps, <laughs> he he killing us. Don't run that play. Run something different. Run run up in twelve. But like I said, I it's effort, man. That's why I put my sign up. It's effort. You got to see pissed off effort this week with the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's what I think. I think I think Steeler freak. I think you mean OC officer coordinator. Yeah. But I don't know that the Steelers hire yes men. I don't know that Todd Haley was a yes man. No. I think uh what was Randy Figner was Ben's yes man. Facts. When he was here. Facts. If Canada I think was Haley was Tomlin's hire. He, I think he, I think Haley had a history with the Steelers and the Roonies. And I think the Roonies strongly encouraged Tomlin to sign him. Yeah. Right. I don't I don't I don't dispute that. I don't I don't know for certain, but yeah, that sounds about right. But it still was on the staff, and I don't think Haley was a yes man because he had been that changed Ben's career. I mean, because nice. Ben was getting sacked all the time before Haley got in the building. Agreed. But my take on the game, 
I see it playing out. I see the Steelers coming out with a lot of energy. I see that crowd we were talking about from last Sunday being a typical Monday night crowd. Engaged in the game, uh, loud, helping the defense. Um, I think Kenny Pickett is going, you know, he got that first game under his belt, stage fright gone because he was shook. Mm-hmm. And I think he's gonna come out against a division rival and be be a lot more a lot more focused and ready to go. That's that's what I'm expecting. As far as the game, I think the Steelers shut down Nick Chubb, hold him under 65 yards. Ooh. Um, I think TJ Watt gets two sacks. I think Deshaun Watson's picked two times. Ooh. And the Steelers, and the Steelers, not only do they win, they jack it up a little bit and they score 28. So Oh. I got him. I got him winning. That's what I'm talking about, Tate. That's what I'm talking about. That's I got what I'm him winning. Twenty eight, seventeen. I'll take it. That's what I'm talking about. I'll take it. So yeah, okay, fellas. Well, those are our expert picks because the pump your break crew are the experts here. <laughs> yeah. But okay, Shannon, what's going on for the week, man? The rest of the week, what you got going on, man? I'm I'm working on. Uh, Basically, uh, an observations article that I started week before last, and I'm going to try to do it each week during the season. Uh, Just some things that people might have overlooked uh, that happened. DeMarvin Leal showed a lot of heart, guys. Uh, I mean, he was out there playing with elbow, triceps, whatever it was, and he kept coming out and he kept going back in, and he played hard. And, and, And that showed a lot of heart. That's the kind of effort, as Big G was talking earlier, that we need to see. Uh, you know, the hustle uh, on the the second interception when Cole tried to run down the guy when he made the forward ladder on the comeback. Yeah. Um, the one play where Adams run all the way down the field on that 65-yard touchdown. I mean, neither play meant anything in the big scheme, yeah. but that effort level. So those are kind of the things that the article will be touching on. Nice, nice, nice. Sounds like, sounds like it's going to be a good read so we can – Dig down a little bit and see a little more than what just what than what you're looking at because you're looking where the action at. You're not looking yeah. at you know somebody pl- chasing somebody down or or giving that extra effort and stuff. So yeah. I like the sound of that. Big G, yes sir. What's up with hey, you, man? I'm, 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 tell us what you got going on. I know you got your college football podcast going on because you you didn't all but quit the Cavs podcast. But go ahead. So, uh, <laughs> first of all, we in a safe place, man, for the, for the, for the Pittsburgh Steelers, man. And I want pre- to say I appreciate being in a safe place with the Steelers because it's hard out there on them streets, man. Yeah. You out there, they done called us trash. They want Tomlin fired, all that other stuff like that, that's, man. It's, that's Pittsburgh Steelers fans. No, nah, but I mean, man, listen, I've been in some wars and some battles since Sunday, bro. Like I, I, I done might be lost a friendship or two because Man, you, know, you, that, ain't, that, you ain't gonna that, talk bad about my Steelers. I don't the, care. That, the Dallas Cowboys would trade two first round picks for Mike Tomlin. Ask Jerry I, Jones. I understand that, but I'm saying it ain't just them. It's them obnoxious Cleveland Browns fans. Ooh, they have been. They yeah. have been a little bit. It's them trash Baltimore rat birds. It's a lot going on out there in them streets, Tate. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been out there fighting tooth and nail for the Steelers, and I'm going to keep right on fighting for them. So I'm glad to be on Pump Your Breaks on Wednesdays, man, because it's a safe place, man. And so check me, Shannon, Tate Boy Fresh out every Wednesday on Pump Your Breaks podcast. We are Steelers-centric, and we ain't got to deal with a lot of stuff outside of what's going on with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Second of all, check me and Tate Boy Fresh along with Homies Nation on Friday's podcast with the homies, myself, B-Dirt, Payday, rocking with us on the Homies podcast. And then after we get done with the Homies podcast, we always do that after-party homies where we do a lot of NFL trash talking. 
And some of them guys in this picture has been throwing shots too about how trash the Steelers is. So I I got something for him this Friday. So make sure you check it, check just, it out. Just just don't just don't bet no money on they picks. I ain't betting on they trash. <laughs> pay, pay dirt. <laughs> and anyway, and then the last, you know, oh uh, yeah, I got to give pay dirt and some of the homies and stuff with the bear claw and running through the jungle because they are doing well with their podcast and they got real reviews about what's going on with their teams for sure, for sure. And then don't forget to check me and Take Boy Fresh out on Sundays with the Know It All's podcast with Mod. And oh my God, y'all, it has been unbelievable this week with the Dallas Cowboys 40 to nothing win against the Giants and our loss. So you best believe come Sunday, if if the Cowboys lose and we win, Mod is getting the business. You know, and then last but not least, don't forget about the That's Rather Cavaliers, Cleveland Cavaliers podcast that we rock out weekly with the fellas uh, rocking through the um the Cleveland Cavaliers in the preseason we're approaching the, the offseason and we're doing what we do and don't forget the whole know-it-alls crew that we put up there on the screen and last but not least the fans first sports network college football level up preview with me and Andy P me and Andy P have been given a clearance we are the first college football program or college show on fans first sports network that will go live on youtube so they're, they're trying to figure out the dates and the times we don't know if we're going to do a wednesday preview or a tuesday but we're the first show to do it because they love the feedback that we're getting concerning our show so we right, appreciate it yeah, no, you, you, you guys sound good like i told you i don't yeah. know how y'all keep up with so much college football man i mean it's kind of easy to keep up with the nfl i know about ohio state and some of the teams in the big 10 but you guys literally are thorough with everybody yeah, yeah, it's a lot of hard work that goes on behind the scenes, man. And I appreciate all the guys, Matt, Andy P, and all the guys over the College Football Channel, man. You guys are very supportive, and we appreciate it because we're going to try to grow that. Because guess what? Guess what, Steeler fans? We get our production from college. So we're going to know what's going on with the college players even before they become Pittsburgh Steelers. So, yeah, for sure, for sure. And thank you guys again. We appreciate everybody rocking with us in the live. And the algorithm was up there tonight. I think a couple of times we was up 127, 128 live viewers, man. It was really good. Really, really good. Okay. We still need some likes and loves, though, guys. Yeah, if you're still in this live chat, go ahead and go ahead and hit the like if you haven't already. Timothy Lyons said, don't forget, OSU going to lose to Notre Dame. I think y'all got a little wager in that game, Big G. <laughs> right, man, I ain't worried about Timmy. We'll see. We'll see in two weeks. I'm talking about Steelers hey. on this channel, bro, not, not college football. Hey, you not you not worried about little Timmy? <laughs> no, I ain't worried about Timmy. I ain't worried at all about that. <laughs> little Timmy. Hey, thanks for joining us, Tim. <laughs> we have Wes, Afton, of course, Gene, Kari, everybody in the live chat. Yeah. But hey, guys, I mean, so I think that's a wrap. That's a show. How you guys think we did? Let us know in the comments. Um, Shannon, you got anything else? That'll do it. That'll do it. Yep. Go ahead and take us home, man.